0: Well, a close kiss and cousin, as they say, to religious freedom is freedom of speech. In fact, if you think about it, everything we do with religion pretty much involves speech in some form or another. And uh, without freedom of speech, uh, we certainly wouldn't have freedom to proselytize or to preach the gospel or many other things, sing praises to God, Um Our guest today is my good friend and colleague, Attorney Nicholas Miller, also professor at the seminary at Andrews University in Michigan. Uh, We're going to talk about free speech issues. Welcome back to Freedom's Ring, Nick. Thank you, Alan. It's always good to be with you. Now, we know that as a legal matter, free speech is a restriction on government, but We're seeing some very interesting sort of uh, civility and cultural attempts to squelch speech in the marketplace. Let's talk about those. Where do you want to begin? Yeah, sure. Well, maybe just with a, a larger context comment. You're absolutely right. The First Amendment only forbids the government from restraining people's freedom of speech. And of course, that means then that technically employers can set down conditions and limitations on speech, and that doesn't run afoul of the First Amendment. But remember, the First Amendment was written at a time when there really were no corporations. And over the last 100, 150 years, corporations have grown tremendously in our country. And I would liken it to a kind of new sort of feudalism. It used to be in the Middle Ages that people lived under a series of, of governors of dukes and lords that oversaw their lives. And the growth of democracy and republicanism was an escape from that. And the most powerful force in society was government. So we needed protections against government. But now it might be argued that for many people, the most powerful force in their lives is not government, but our corporations. And, you know, I deal with employment cases day in and day out when I'm not, uh, you know, sounding off here on the radio. I'm litigating for workers who are fired for their faith. So yeah, the employers are a huge impact on people's lives. So I saw a statistic like something like uh, 50% of Americans are employed by corporations. And so, you know, if they oversee and control your lives, there's more and more prohibitions in place to oversee what you say, not just on the job, but on social media and increasingly outside the job. So I have a friend who works for the financial industry, and she has to alert her employer if she is going to be involved in any political or religious organization for their certification and approval. That's incredible in my mind, right? And these are things not in her office place. So she has to tell them what church she attends? Yes, and in New York City, there are now increasingly in leases and whatnot something called disparagement clauses, which reflect the anti-discrimination, non-discrimination legal codes of the city, so that if you rent, say, from a commercial landlord, that you are forbidden from disparaging, speaking negatively about you know various groups, whether they be racial, ethnic, gender, or social. And it seems they seem to extend even beyond how you manage or conduct your business or what you do on the premises. So this was highlighted just recently in a case: um, a lawyer in New York, uh, Aaron Schlossberg, was famously caught on video being angry about the fact that some employees in a Manhattan restaurant were speaking Spanish, and he said he was going to report them to government officials, to ICE agents. I don't know how a lawyer can be that ignorant and stupid and pitiful as regards the law and, and how he views you know outsiders and those from other countries. But nothing, he didn't physically threaten anyone. It's not unlawful to threaten to ask the law to be carried out, even if you have a misunderstanding of what that law is. So this made the rounds on social media, and he comes across looking like an arrogant jerk and insensitive at the least, and maybe somewhat racist to Spanish speakers, though that's questionable because in his business he advertises that he speaks Spanish and accommodates Spanish speakers. So anyway, to cut a long story short, the company that leases, um, owns the building where he leases for his law firm, voided his lease and kicked him out of the building based on a violation of a disparagement clause despite that it wasn't in the building and it wasn't on the job. And it just seemed to me to be quite problematic in terms of his inability now to express political views in any venue without being penalized and losing effectively his livelihood. If you can't have a place to practice law, can you really practice law? So, you know, let's take a closer look at this issue. And I, I honestly, other than seeing the news reports and thinking what a jerk, I haven't really thought too much about the plight of Aaron Schlossberg, but if his lease was terminated because, say, he's black and Mm -hmm. in violation of his civil rights, that would be something he could go to court and say, you know, the lease is against public policy because it violates my civil rights, and he would likely prevail. He should prevail. Here. His free speech rights to be offensive, and let's be very clear, there is no law against offensive speech, right? We have a right to speak offensively, to say stupid things, to say mean and nasty things. Um, In America, there are no laws against hate speech. Some European countries some Canada, but in America, that kind of speech is protected by the Constitution. So here he's being evicted because he was exercising his civil rights. Yes, but it's a little bit more complicated than the racial situation because, as you are well aware, um, there is the statutory provision, Title VII, which specifically forbids employers from making decisions or or commercial owners based on race. But as far as I know, there's no equivalent uh, statutory application of free speech principles to private organizations. That is correct. So from a conceptual standpoint, they can violate one set of rights but not another. That's right, although I guess I'm raising the question about whether that really should be the case and shouldn't there be a public policy doctrine that also says free speech is so important that um, that even private employers should not violate it um outside, I mean, we can understand you can tell your employers what to do while they're at your business and on your property and conducting the affairs of your business. But when those people are on their private time in their own forums – Should you really be able to require them to tell you where they go to church and what political parties or events they're involved with? Okay, but I'm going to get you in trouble now, Nick, because uh, we were talking before the show, and the next subject we're going to talk about are the football players who want the right to kneel. Uh, And we're told now that uh, there will be consequences if they kneel during the national anthem, which is arguably a legitimate form of protest. Whether you agree with why they're kneeling or not, it's a form of protest. But I've heard you say that the employer has some rights when it comes to people who are at work and the football players are at work (laughs) when they're at the football game and the national anthem is starting up the game. Yeah, and this is what my conservative friends remind me of ad nauseum. Uh, and, and, and yet I think both these cases, I think Aaron Schlossberg and Colin Kaepernick are similarly situated. I'm, I'm much more sort of sympathetic to Colin Kaepernick's both his views and his manner of expressing them. But I do think that even though Colin Kaepernick is technically at work, that there's something different about the NFL. The NFL has been granted a monopoly by the government you probably were aware of that. So if you want to play football in America, you have to play for the NFL. There's no choices that you have. And that has been created by the government. So I think that there is an argument to be made that because of that close relationship between the NFL and the government, that there should be a more robust ability to have freedom of expression, especially when that freedom of expression is not I mean, kneeling is just never historically been a kind of offensive. It's certainly not a racist slur or a derogatory act. And, um, so I'm sympathetic. No. You know, um, in some circles, kneeling is a sign of respect. You know, in many churches, people kneel for prayer. Sometimes, you know, in other cultures, they stand or they do different things. But, you know, it's almost entirely the way it's understood uh, in other circumstances, as an act of devotion, homage, and respect. And, in fact, that's why it was chosen. You may remember the story. Initially, they decided to sit. They were sitting down. And then their military friends counseled them that it would be more respectful if they simply took a knee. And that's why they chose to do it. So I think Kaepernick and Schlossberg have similar kinds of claims and should similarly be protected by the penumbra, if you will, of the First Amendment. But then that may bring us to the third case that we briefly discussed, where I would move in another direction. And that is Rosanna Barr. Yeah, whose show was canceled for a really offensive tweet. Yeah. And so some of my conservative friends have now asked me, well, what about Roseanne Barr and her freedom of speech? You know, is is it ABC that she works for? I'm not sure I have the right network. Yes, Yes. And so, I mean, the question is, what about her freedom of speech? And I think I've proven that I just don't, defend left-wing causes, because I've spoken up uh, on behalf of Aaron Schlossberg here, whose, whose views I agree with. But I think in Roseanne's case, while she spoke off the job technically, I mean, she is so centrally and fundamentally identified as a spokesperson for her show and for ABC. I mean, for crying out loud, the show is named after her. Um, In the Schlossberg case, it might be the equivalent of Schlossberg, perhaps the building was named after him and his name was on the entire building or something. But that's just not the case. The identification between Roseanne Barr, her show, and ABC is so tight and so close that it's hard not to see how things she says are not attributed both to her show and her employer, and I think that, it, plus the fact that her speech was so offensive, it's not as she said something ambiguously or, you know, she she referred to the former um, um, uh, official working for President Obama, v- Valerie Jarrett, um, yeah. saying uh, uh, she was uh, the product of the Muslim Brotherhood and the planet of the apes. I mean, that's just so racially offensive that there's no defense of it, and I, I just don't I don't think ABC had a choice but to let her go, and for the reasons I've stated, I think it's more defensible. Well, you know, considering that ABC was looking at something like an $80 million advertising call for next year's uh, season of her show, um, it wasn't as though it was in, you know, if they looked at economic self-interest, they were walking away from a lot of money To do what they thought was ultimately what they had to do. This does seem to be a principled stand on their part that will hurt them financially. Um, So it's an instance of corporate America apparently standing up for a principle and and doing the right thing. And um, I think. You know, but beyond the issue of rights here, Nick, uh, I I think, you know, there really is an issue of of what is, um, you know, how civilized is our culture? And what's really acceptable and not acceptable. And clearly, you know, both Roseanne Barr and Aaron Schlossberg were deemed to be beyond the pale, for better or worse. And I wish we had more time for this discussion, but we're out of time. Uh, so, listeners, keep listening for really good discussions of, of complex issues and important issues. Our guest today, Nicholas Miller, professor at Andrews University and attorney. This has been Freedoms Ring. I'm your host, Alan Rock. Until next week, let freedom ring.